Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? What are you? An idiot sandwich. Idiot sandwich what? An idiot sandwich, Chef Ramsay. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Congratulations, you're a meathead, son, but you know what? Don't ever put your hands on my underwear. This is Where's the lens yeah, I mean, you really don't want to make friends around here, do you? I... I didn't come here for that. Hi everyone! Welcome back to Snap Back to Reality, the podcast where we revisit the trash TV we grew up with and love to hate. I'm your host, Riley Ennis, and this is Episode 9. Welcome back, everyone! I hope you've all had a wonderful week. Um, I had a pretty good week myself. Work was crazy. Like, work was super wild this week, but um, other than that, it was... You know, nothing too uh, notable happened. I did get a new phone, which was exciting. I got the iPhone 8 Plus. So I have portrait mode now, which is like super fun. Um, I've been taking like a ton of pictures of my cats and my husband just because like I want to see how beautiful they look in portrait mode. So that's super exciting. Um, I also, when I got the new phone, I like got myself set up on a completely like new plan. I am like my own person. I only pay for myself. Um, previously, I was on my family plan. I paid my dad each month, but I was like still on his plan, and it was an issue because <laughs> we would like go over in data pretty much every single month between like me and my brother. Probably just me, if I'm being honest. Um, I don't think my dad listens to my podcast, so hopefully he didn't hear me admit to that. But if he did, hey dad. Um, so he basically told me like it was time for me to like get off the family plan a couple of months ago and I finally did it so that like marked the end of my dependence on my father totally I'm now like completely financially independent and I pay all my own bills and I'm in charge of all my own appointments and things of that nature and yeah I did it I reached adulthood go me so yeah that was this week so it was exciting to get my new phone and I've been playing around with that but other than that um nothing too exciting happened so let's just dive right into it and let's talk about the real housewives again so this is part two of the kind of two-parter i came up with um so last week we did real housewives of beverly hills and i watched all of the first season and got all of that context before recapping the episode um and so this week i didn't watch any other than the one episode that i watched so yeah it was basically i picked this episode based on the comment thread that I talked about last week um, in that Facebook group and someone had mentioned this episode in particular as being like super fun and exciting and like crazy drama happening so I just wanted to dive in and kind of see what I thought. So let's talk about just the background in general of The Real Housewives of New York. So it is the second installment of the Real Housewives franchise. The first was Orange County, so then they had New York City. Originally, it was kind of in pre-production, the show was going to be called Manhattan Moms, but they rebranded it, uh, just decided to call it Real Housewives of New York or Real Housewives of New York City, whatever, so that it would be like part of the Housewives franchise. And then there have been two uh, spinoffs that have come from the show. Both of them have been centered around Bethany Frankel, who's kind of, I don't know if she's like the main housewife. She's definitely the only one that I had ever heard of from the Real Housewives of New York. So I don't know. She's kind of like the main housewife, in my opinion, at least. So she had two, uh, two spinoffs, one called Bethany Ever After, which was originally called Bethany Getting Married? question mark because it does have a question mark on it so that's kind of funny um and then there's another one called bethany and frederick which is like uh some kind of real estate show i don't know i just wanted to go through and give um yeah that's all the background on housewives of new york i mean i kind of went into it last week a little bit so that's that's all of the detail that i could find that i thought was worth noting um so i just wanted to go through and kind of give my impressions of each person based off of this one single episode that i watched so This episode is called Sun, Sand, and Psychosis, a.k.a. Scary Island. That's like what the fandom calls it. It's known as Scary Island, so that's the one that I decided to watch. I don't know if it was maybe the best episode to watch. I don't know if it was very, like, indicative of the Real Housewives of New York franchise in general because they were not in New York for this episode, and there was, like, only one scene that had 
the other two housewives like for the most part it was like this kind of core group of housewives that were like together in the virgin islands and then the other two were kind of in new york doing their own thing and we get like one scene of them and that's it so maybe it wasn't the best to like introduce me to like new york in general and all of the people but it was like really fun to watch like out of context this was also like part two i think of the episodes where they were like on vacation or whatever so it's kind of funny because I just like came in and all like these women had been like thrown together they're like on a boat and like they're already like at each other's throats basically like as the episode opens so I was like whoa we're in for a treat um so yeah let's just go through and these are my thoughts based solely on having watched the scary uh, scary island episode like three times I think so Ramona Singer that she was really fun uh she's kind of kooky but she seems nice um she's really high energy I thought that maybe she could probably get annoying if she's I mean I'm assuming she's like that all of the time so maybe she gets annoying to some degree but I thought she was fun I thought she she didn't bother me at all this episode I just she seemed really nice and I don't know like fun to be around all right so then we also have um we'll we'll do Bethany Frankel So yeah, like I mentioned, she was basically the only housewife that I had any kind of like preconceived notion going into it. I also do know from like other podcasts and things that I've listened to that she is maybe a little bit controversial and some people like don't like Bethany or feel very strongly against her. I thought she was fine. I liked her. She seemed, she could maybe be a little bit aggressive, maybe like coming from a place of defensiveness in her interactions with other people especially Kelly who we'll get to but she seemed to be in the right most of the time and I would probably have the same kind of like emotional responses to things that Bethany would like if I were in that situation so I really cannot blame her so I liked her let's go ahead and do Kelly Ben Simone so I did just want to say that as soon as I heard her name, I could hear like echoing in the back of my mind. I heard Tyra Banks's voice saying, and world-renowned fashion photographer Gilles Ben-Simone, because like I've watched so much America's Next Top Model that's just like seared into my psyche. So I immediately had to like text my friend who's like a big Housewives fan and was like, is Kelly Ben-Simone married to world-renowned fashion photographer Gilles Ben-Simone? And yeah, they they were married. Um, I think they had already gotten divorced like three or four years prior to this episode even airing. So whatever. That's kind of funny. So yeah, Kelly is crazy. I'm trying not to say that because like I know it can be ableist but like Kelly seriously seems like she has mental health problems in this episode and like I don't know her. I don't know her life. I don't know if that's how she always acts but she was just being the worst. She was doing this thing a lot that was like really getting on my nerves because I thought it was very fake and obvious what she was doing where she would kind of make these snide comments but like say them in such a way that like she had this like almost semblance of innocence or she had like plausible deniability so that if someone like you know took her comment as she actually intended it and got like aggressive with her defensive after having heard that she'd be like what why are you saying like why are you acting like that why are you bullying me and she would like turn it around and like play the victim even though it was like her comment that would initiate everything so yeah I found Kelly really annoying um very trying to watch on my screen and she kept like ugh, like my anxiety would raise every time she started like getting into it and like being in conflict with the others most often Bethany All right, so those were kind of the three. They were the most high energy this episode. Um, There was also Sonia Morgan. She was cool. Um, Comes off as just like, I don't know, fabulous. Like, she just seems like a very fabulous, rich woman. But she also seems like pretty good-natured. I liked her a lot. Uh, And then the other person who was on the trip as well was Alex McCord. She didn't really have very much personality, like, show through this episode. Um, Seems maybe just, like, a little bit repressed and that she needs to loosen up. But... She was fine, like, I don't know, she was pretty bland. And then there are other, there are two other, rather, two other um, housewives, Jill and Luann. And I didn't really get to know them at all because they were just, like I mentioned, in like a couple of scenes, it cut away back to them in New York having lunch at one point. So based on my like just general impression, Jill seems maybe a little bit dumb and Luann seems a little bit conniving. Like, those are the adjectives that come to my mind when I think about them just based on the little bit that I watch. So I just wanted to give my impressions on everyone just to, I don't know, if anyone listens to this and they are 
big Real Housewives fans. I want to know like how my uh, impressions match up with like the general knowledge from the fan base um, and what everyone in the fan base kind of thinks. So let's jump right into it. Let's get started on the episode recap. So like I mentioned, this one is called Sun, Sand, and Psychosis, a.k.a. Scary Island, and it is Season 3, Episode 12. Um, it originally aired in May of 2010. Also, just something that I noticed and I kind of wanted to point out is that um, last week's episode, The Dinner Party from Hell, uh, that was Season 1 of Beverly Hills, that actually aired in December of 2010. So this one we're talking about aired prior to the one that we talked about last week, which is kind of interesting. Okay, so we get a previously on, um, I don't want to go too much into it just because I didn't watch that episode, but there are some things I just wanted to call out. There was a lot of drama. It looked like the previous day for all of the women that were together on the the trip. You see some scenes of like Ramona's like yelling at Kelly over something, okay? Also, I had like no idea who these people were, of course, when I like watched it the first time. All of the blonde women looked the same to me. I couldn't tell them apart. So finally, after like the second time watching it, I was like, okay, okay, I know who these people are. And so then one key moment that kind of comes up and is referenced this episode, Kelly, for some reason, called Bethany a hoe bag. All right, whatever. So we get our main theme. All of the girls have their taglines or whatever, yada, yada, yada. So it opens on a yacht. (laughs) Uh, Just if only life could open on a yacht, am I right? So we have Ramona, Kelly, Sonia, Alex, and Bethany, um, and they're at the breakfast table on the yacht and just like having breakfast chatting. Um, And so Ramona starts talking about how she had a great time the previous night, which is kind of funny because the only thing they show us on the previously on, so if you're coming in like me with zero context, it looks like she got into a big fucking fight last night, but whatever. So she was saying, like, oh, I had so much fun. And then, like, Bethany says this weird thing about how Ramona went up to a girl with big boobs and, like, told her to get an education. I don't know what that means, but she talked about how Kelly was kind of, or Sonia was talking about how Kelly was kind of bothering her. And so this leads Bethany into, like, bringing back up, well, at least you weren't called a hoe bag. Like, she called me a hoe bag. And so she's like, well, that's, you know, I guess that's one of my new things now. I'm a chef, I'm an author, and I'm a hoe bag. And then Kelly makes this snide comment where she goes, you're a cook, not a chef. And so Bethany's like, okay, just define the difference. Like, what? how do you define a cook versus a chef? And so Kelly tries to say, like, well, chefs only work in restaurants. And then Bethany's, you know, like, defending herself, saying, like, no, they don't have to work in a restaurant. I've been hired to be a chef before. I went to culinary school. And so then Kelly's like, oh, well, I didn't know. I didn't know. So then Bethany's like, okay, well, then if you didn't know, why are you trying to talk to me? Why are you trying to, like correct me on it it's just very (laughs) very aggressive the way that kelly's acting about it just like how she turns it around it's like acting a victim yeah because she says like oh well i feel like i'm getting yelled at for not knowing what the difference is no you're getting yelled at which she wasn't even getting yelled at it's because you're trying to call someone out on something you don't know about and if you don't know about it then don't try to correct someone it set off my anxiety like first thing Some of the other girls, like, stand up for Bethany. Alex says that Bethany wasn't yelling at her. And then she kind of tries to defuse the situation and tells Bethany that, like, her husband had just texted her and is, like, trying to make pancakes, I guess, for her sons and asked about, like, what kind of cocoa that he should use. And then Bethany got to give some advice. Like, oh, well, he should use the dark cocoa, the good cocoa. I I think that that would be great for the pancakes. So Bethany gets to, like, kind of have her moment there and recover. And then, like, the tension is broken by one of the ship's stewards, like, comes out with a giant platter of peanut butter cookies and just, like, sets it down in front of Kelly. And they're like, here you go, peanut butter cookies. That's never explained or touched on again. So I don't know if that's a thing from, like, the previous episode that, like, Kelly likes and wants peanut butter cookies. That happened. So then we have, like, a shot of Bethany. She's, like, kind of gone over to the couch, and she's on her laptop, and you can tell that she's, like, fighting to hold back tears. I thought this was, like, super, super relatable because that's so me. Like, if I had gotten into a confrontation like that where if someone just tried to call me out on something for no reason other than they want to make me look bad, I would definitely have to go run away and cry a little bit. So we get a little talking head from Bethany, and she, like, mentions that in that moment she was being hormonal. We do find out later it's, like, explicitly said that she's pregnant in this episode, so that's probably why, like, especially pregnancy hormones on top of already having someone, like, jump down your throat first thing. Like, I would be in constant tears. 
Um, I just wanted to point this out, but like Bethany looks completely different in her talking heads versus when she's actually being filmed in the moment in the scene. And her talking head look, I don't know if it's just because it's like straight on or something, but she looks so different. And every picture I've ever seen of her looks like her on the show, except for when she's in the talking heads. So if you're a fan of the show, let me know if you agree with me on that. Okay, so we get a next scene. Um, All of the ladies are on the deck of the yacht. And then Ramona, who, by the way, I think is, she like sponsored the trip. She decided for everyone to go on this trip together. Uh, It's supposedly for like her wedding vow renewals i think like they mentioned something like her and her husband have been married 17 years which good for them that's awesome but 17 isn't like a milestone year that you would do like a destination and vow renewal also her husband is nowhere to be seen this entire episode he's not on this trip with them at least at this point so they said that it's for her renewal party or something but i don't i don't know why her all of her friends are there as well So um, they're on the deck of the yacht and then Ramona points to this house that's off on one of the like hills of the island that's you know going into the water and you can see this gorgeous house it's huge it looks like a freaking it's like Ariel's mansion or I guess like Prince Eric's mansion from the Little Mermaid that's what it looks like. So she like tells them that like that's where they're going to be staying They end up taking little dinghies from the yacht to the beach, and then they have, like, jeeps that they drive from the beach to the house. It's all very fancy. They show a little bit of the house. They, like, show a tour, all of the different areas. There's a pool. There's a hot tub, a gorgeous kitchen. All of the rooms are huge and gorgeous. Like, it's beautiful. If you've ever been to the Bahamas, like, the Atlantis Resort in the Bahamas, it reminded me of that a little bit. I went there, I was like, I don't know, seven. I think I was like in first grade or something when I went there. So I was very young. So I don't remember it super, super well. I bet this is like a classier version of the Atlantis Resort. So I don't know. It just makes me jealous of rich people. So the next scene, we get a little scene of Bethany. And she explains that she wanted to leave everyone a little bit of a gift. Just as like, you know, a fun start to the vacation. It's a tote bag and it has um, their initials on it. And it also has, like, you know, just, like, vacation-y things. She mentions, like, towels, sunblock, and it's just supposed to be, like, a nice gesture just to, you know, start the vacation off, like, on the right foot. So we have a scene of her leaving this little tote bag, like, in front of Kelly's door. And then Bethany walks away. Kelly starts to open her door. She, like, hits the tote bag, and she, like, is, like, startled. She's, like, you know, what is this? There, It's not any words but like by her facial expression she's like huh what um so she like opens her bag and like takes it back inside and she has like a meltdown she's like well she left this tote bag that has our initials on it but it's filled with bethany centric product and you can see like as the uh shot of her unpacking the bag you can kind of see the back side of it that doesn't have the monogram on it and it does have like the skinny girl logo um and it has like i don't know some skinny girl slogan like skinny girls have more fun which mm, sounds a little bit fat phobic to me but whatever but it seems like normal like yeah okay that's bethany's brand so of course like that's the you know what she has access to like she has promotional materials marketing materials that she's able to like grab really quickly and do like a cute little monogram on them to personalize i don't know so like uh, kelly is just like freaking out about it she's like i don't understand why she would do this i don't understand this girl she starts crying she thinks it's all very impersonal and like she's unpacking the things out of the um, bag so we can kind of see what's in there and it's just like I see a towel I see a sun hat some bottle of like skinny girl cocktail or wine or something like it all seems very like yeah it's not like maybe specific to your own personal interests but it is very you know cute for a little gift when you're on a beach vacation so it's strange so we finally get like this little talking head of kelly where she like is like oh i'm alone on scary island so that's where the the name of the episode came from or the fandom nickname of the episode came from um and then she calls jill and she's like freaking out about bethany and just like crying saying that she's full of knives like she's like she has knives on her tongue i didn't even know how jason kisses her because she's so full of knives she does mention to Jill that um, I guess Bethany's dad died semi-recently prior to the trip and that really bothers her. Okay, 
And then she also mentions that she like had had nightmares for the past week about Bethany stabbing her. Which to me just sounds like she needs to not be on that trip with her. <laughs> like if you have that much anxiety about this, then girl, just don't go. Oh, and I did just like have in my note here. <laughs> I feel like this is might be kind of controversial to say, so hopefully no one takes this the wrong way. But like as uh, Jill is talking to Kelly, we do get a little talking head of Jill. And in that moment, I wrote down that she looks like Derek Barry, who is a drag queen. I don't know. There's just something about her face kind of, it reminds me of a drag queen. So we get a little commercial break. We come back. So it's the next day. Bethany is kind of cooking breakfast for everyone. But I guess in addition to Bethany, there's also like a hired chef or like, staff at the house which makes sense because it's like a huge rental property because like we just get like Ramona entering the room and like the camera pans over to this guy just standing there in a black polo and she starts talking about like oh the oatmeal was pretty good but next time can you make it without salt because this was too salty and I just said a salty oatmeal ugh I don't know maybe that's a thing that people eat but to me like oatmeal is sweet and grits are salty and like never the twain shall meet some people put sugar in their grits. It's a whole thing. I disagree with that, like, heartily. So Kelly comes downstairs, um, and she says that she brought a notebook for everyone to write complaints in. This is her conflict resolution solution, is to have a, a, I don't know, a burn book or something. So everyone's really confused. She has a little talking head that says, like, you're supposed to write it down, crumple it up, and then throw it away. Okay, like, I guess there is some truth in, you know, kind of getting your complaints out there, like airing your grievances, whatever. But she never explains that to them that like, oh, yeah, we'll write it down and then we'll throw it away. So I don't know, maybe she just like wants to start drama. She then explains to everyone that she's going to, like, give a photo shoot as a gift. Uh, Like, she's just going to take everyone down to the beach and, like, take pictures of them. And that's her way of saying, like, thank you for taking me on the trip. She kind of asks Bethany to come along. But she's like, Bethany, I don't know what your story is, but you're more invited, more than invited to come. It's like, I don't know what your story is. I don't know. Like, there there could be a nicer way of inviting someone. And Bethany is just like, nah. Like, I'm I'm, I'm good. I need some rest. So she decides to stay there, but all of the other women are going to go down to the beach with her to get their pictures taken. So then she's like, okay, well, great. Like, I'm going to go work out, and then, like, you know, I'll shower and we'll go. But, like, in the meantime, if anyone has any complaints, like, write it down, and we'll be, like, in fourth grade, and we can, like, put it in the fishbowl. And I don't know what she's talking about, and also no one knows what she's talking about. Like, Alex gets a uh, talking head at that point where she was like, we didn't do this in the fourth grade, so I don't know what she means, but whatever and then Alex also has a line after Kelly leaves that she mentions that Kelly said to her the previous night I guess off camera because we didn't see this scene but that she thought Alex was channeling the devil so you know that's a nice thing to say to someone that you're like stuck on vacation with one thing that I think was really funny was like after Alex said that Bethany has this line that's like very suspicious but she goes like channeling the devil how would you do that? I wouldn't even know how to channel the devil if I wanted to, which seems like, okay, I mean, calm down now. Me thinks the lady doth protest too much. So then we get, like, this one cute little throwaway scene of, like, Ramona going to um, wake Sonia up because Sonia sleeps in late, I guess, and um, she, like, jumps on her bed and wakes her up, and Sonia's really sleepy, and then, like, I guess her coffee had started going because she had a coffee maker in her room on Tyner. So Ramona goes to like bring Sonia her coffee in bed and that's just like a cute little scene. And then they all start to head down to the beach for their photo shoot. So it's Kelly, Alex, Sonia, and Ramona. I noticed like as they're walking out, there are these two little like statuettes, I guess, like flanking the entrance with like little pedestals and stuff. Like, you know, how statues look, I guess. (laughs) And uh, Sonia just like leaves her coffee cup on the edge of the statue, which is just like, that's rude. Someone has to go behind you and clean that up. I noticed that. So they drive down to the beach. They're like setting up for their photo shoot. For some reason, like Kelly like takes a beach blanket and like opens it up and then like rips open a bag of like blow pops and dumps all the lollipops all over the beach blanket. That also never comes up. It's not like a setting for their photo shoot or anything. I have no idea why she did that. It's just something I noticed. Um, So she takes each of the ladies' pictures, starting with Sonia, who looks fucking amazing. 
she's like modeling from the gods like she has like the great model face i think she was a model like previously i think when i did the do their bios where are they now i looked that up and it saw that sonia had been a model but yeah she looks awesome she kind of looks like a young like not a super young but like a younger than she is now meryl streep does anyone think that i think she looks like meryl streep yeah she looks really good and then uh ramona goes and i mean she's not modeling per se but she definitely is having a ton of fun um she keeps talking about mario like at one point like uh kelly tells her to like say mario and she's like mario like she says it really fast um it's really cute but i guess they get divorced later (laughs) spoiler alert um not like later this episode but like you know a few years after this aired kind of sad but yeah she like seems to really be in love with her husband and then it's alex's turn and like kelly really has to like work with her to like get her to relax she does seem like super pent up and anxious and like her mouth is like really tight but she's like kelly still seems super nice about it like even as she's like getting her like trying to get her to relax trying to get a good photo out of her she never seems like she's getting like frustrated with her or fed up so it's really strange because like she all all in all like kelly seems super nice and normal this whole segment so it's like very weird like how much she goes off the deep end later on this episode all right, we get like a little throwaway scene of like Jill up in Connecticut skating with Johnny Weir, the figure skater, I guess. Like she's doing some skating presentation thing. Um, I think this is actually from the next episode and they just like spliced it in here because they wanted like a little bumper scene. She gets yelled at by a coach for like getting in everyone's way, so that's kind of fun. And then we have the little scene that I mentioned that has um, Luann and Jill at some lunch or dinner or whatever. They're eating together up in New York kind of just rehashing what's going on with um, all of the other ladies down in the Caribbean. Luann was talking about how she didn't go on the trip because it was like her daughter's birthday. It seems a little bit of a a cop-out, I guess. But I guess, I mean, if it is your daughter's birthday, like you might as well stay home and hang out with your daughter. I wrote down here that, again, I don't know if this is going to be controversial. I don't know if any of my opinions are like very controversial because I don't know how people feel about these characters, these women, but... Um, Luann looks like, in my opinion, Mandy Moore's evil twin. Like, when Mandy Moore had that short, kind of like, not quite so much like a pixie, but like the cute little bob, that's what Luann looks like, but just like slightly more evil. Just, you know, just like Mandy Moore's evil twin. So, yeah, whatever. Jill talks about how Kelly had been calling her, even as she's like trying to be sympathetic, like, oh yeah, she's calling her, but she's like, oh, I couldn't get a word out of her edgewise. Like, what What was she saying? She couldn't string two words together. I have no idea what she was talking about. She was like very like, ugh, like backhanded about it. And they had said like, oh, well, we told her not to go on the trip, like without us, you know, she shouldn't have gone with that group of women. Which is what I'm wondering, like, clearly Luann, Jill, and Kelly are kind of a unit, and then, like, the others are kind of a unit, is what I'm gathering as the dynamics of the relationship group, I don't know, based on just this one episode, but, yeah, why would you go on a vacation with a bunch of people who you think don't like you when the people who do like you aren't going to be there? Seems like a weird choice, unless you just wanted a vacation, which I, I can't fault her for that. So, yeah, that's the little scene it's whatever that's like basically all we see of them for like the rest of the episode so goodbye jill and luann we're back on the island and bethany is going to cook a little dinner party for everyone um saying that you know her little dinner party is going to be like her thank you to ramona and so all of the ladies like come outside onto like this little veranda area where they'll be having dinner um i noticed that everyone is wearing like a light either white or just like a light colored kind of flowy like appropriate for a beach kind of dress but kelly is wearing like this dark purple floor length satin dress it's super strange and then kelly like makes a call to her kids on speakerphone like she dials the phone herself it's not that she was called and she's like talking to her kids very loudly on speakerphone right next to everyone where they're all like trying to mingle and have like cocktails and stuff and so then Ramona like asks her like pretty politely she's like I don't mean to be rude but can you go like in the other room take that call in the other room and Kelly like immediately goes to a tin and she's like honestly this isn't about you and like it's super huffy like tells her to lay off and like storms away and so everyone else is just like oh what was that about like that was a lot like for no reason and so they're like eating the the appetizer they made salsas and Bethany kind of comes out to like check on everything 
And so they like they're like, oh, you won't believe what happened. And this is kind of funny, but like maybe a little bit unnecessary on Bethany's part. She immediately jumps to a tin and she's like, what happened? Something happened already? Like, oh, very, very intense. Um, and so like Ramona's trying to like tell her like what had just happened with Kelly. And like maybe she is being like a little bit rude because I guess Kelly, like she's talking about Kelly as if she's not there and Kelly's like walking back up. But Ramona doesn't know that. I don't know. Just like don't talk about someone when they could be walking up on you at any moment. So Ramona is telling Bethany what happened and just that she had told um, Kelly that she should take her call in the other room. And then like as she's telling this, Kelly comes right up and like hears her talking about her and flips out again. And so she's like, well, it's about my children. So it's my life, like not your life. These are my kids. And then she like calls them all high maintenance, like to their faces. She's like, you're all hiding maintenance. She also says she has a talking head in this moment. And she's like, I just try to treat them so even-tempered. You do not treat them even-tempered at all. Like, you automatically, like, get super offended and defensive at every moment. Just, like, I don't know, bring everyone's anxiety up. And then also, like, at this point, she, like, kind of dips into the solaces and has, like, another, like, shady snide comment about, like, oh, did you make these yourself? Oh, well, uh, most chefs don't. Like, I could kind of interpret what she was trying to say, which was, like, I think what she was trying to say was that most chefs, like their sous chef does everything. Like they don't do everything themselves, but it was stupid. It was just her trying to be a bitch. So they all go down to, um, to sit down for dinner um, at the table and Bethany goes back into the kitchen for a second, I guess, to check on a few things. And so as they're all sitting down, uh, Kelly starts making a big, huge deal about the seating arrangements because she realizes that she is going to be the one sitting across from Bethany. Um, and as Bethany, like... As Kelly is talking about all this and being like, I don't want to sit next to her, like, just like complaining, being really immature about it, um, Bethany comes out and like hears her. So what I just said, like, don't talk about people when they have the potential to come up behind you and hear you and like goes off on her completely justifiably. She isn't even like, I don't know, super aggressive about it. Like, I can totally understand that she just is like, look, you don't have to do anything. Like, if you don't want to sit across from me, you don't have to sit across from me. If you don't want to eat my food, you don't have to eat my food. You're an adult. You can do whatever you want with your own life. And yeah, like, I would do that too. I don't actually, I don't know if I would do that because I don't like confrontation, but that's what I would hope that I would do. Like, if I heard someone acting like that and being like, oh, I don't want to sit across from her, just being really immature. Like, you can't just like suck it up and be civil for like an hour to have dinner. I think that's ridiculous. So after Bethany calls her out, she walks back into the kitchen and then Kelly says that Bethany is psychotic and she's like, why does she attack me all the time? And everyone's just like, Bethany did not attack you. She does not attack you. Finally, Sonia's like, okay, I'll just switch seats. You can sit over here. I'll sit across from Bethany. Like you're between me and Ramona. Like we'll diffuse the situation. So the first course comes out. It's like salad and crab cakes and stuff. And then pretty much everyone, like Sonia and Alex and Ramona, are all talking about how good it is. Bethany gets back up, like, goes into the kitchen to check on something else. And, like, we see this just shot of, like, Kelly just has, like, this sour. Like, there's no other way I can describe it other than, like, a sour facial expression on her face. And she just, like, I don't know, looks so pissy. So the server kind of comes up to take her crab cake away because she hadn't finished it. And so Ramona was like, oh, well, I don't want, I don't want Bethany to see that someone didn't eat her food. And then Sonia's like, yeah, she's just been working too hard. Like, I'll take it. And Kelly's like, oh, no, I mean, I just, I just, I ate some of it. I just didn't like it. I just didn't like it as all. And then she, like, has this, like, voiceover, which is kind of hard to tell um, if it's her talking in the moment or if it's her talking in a talking head. I'm thinking it's a talking head, but she, like, has a voiceover where she's like, well, this isn't to be mean. Her food is just not that good. It's just, like unnecessary and bitchy um she did say she's like well her salad dressing's good she could be like paul newman so shady and backhanded so the next course comes out and it's steaks and kelly's talking about how hers is hard to cut and the other women are like well mine cut like butter so i think they thought that kelly was making it up just to like try and make it seem like bethany didn't know what she was doing but it turns out um Kelly's steak actually had the string around it still so like Bethany kind of snatches it away really quick and takes it back to the kitchen and she's like uh it's also kind of raw so she like cooks it some more and cuts the string off but she comes back out like hands it to to Kelly and like sits down to have her steak and like as she's sitting down Kelly says like super aggressively she's like are you okay and everyone's just like yeah 
she's fine. And Bethany's like, yeah, I'm fine. And Kelly's like, well, this is just so much effort. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm worried about you. Like, this is a lot of effort. And Bethany's like, yep, yeah, dinner parties are a lot of effort. But, like, it's fine. I'm, I'm okay. And she's like, well, you're pregnant. Blah, blah, blah. Like, just trying to, like, just, I don't know. It just seems like she's constantly trying to cause drama and, like, bring a bunch of, like, negative energy to the moment. So... Ramona kind of tries to change the subject. She talks about how she has, like, she's like, oh, happy mouth. I have happy mouth, Bethany. Like, it's kind of, I don't know, kooky. Kooky is, like, really the best word to describe Ramona. Um, And then Sonia also, like, compliments the food. Um, She says it's, like, five-star. The meat is five-star. It tastes great. And she's like, well, I had a five-star chef on my boat, I think she says. I don't know if Sonia, maybe that was Sonia's yacht or Sonia just had a yacht in the past. And so she's like, yeah, I would know. Like, I had a five-star chef I used to work with or whatever. And so then Kelly has a weird comment about, like, well, we know about the past. Like, stop talking about the past. And Sonia's just like, what? I'm not allowed to like the food. I'm not allowed to, like, draw on my prior experience. And she's like, no, it doesn't. I just want you to, like, talk about the food today, this food, which she was. Again, like, Kelly has all these, like, non sequiturs and just, like, strange moments that come out of nowhere. It... It, it, it gets oh like it gets oh, it goes I guess downhill uphill depending on your like perspective from here and so at this point Sonia does make this reference to like having worked in restaurants previously and so like Bethany just makes an offhand joke about that just about like Sonia having been a hooker it's stupid whatever but Sonia just like laughs it off doesn't take it very seriously it comes back later that's just why I wanted to point it out and so they get into an argument. It's like constant arguments with these ladies um, about like Jill and has anyone heard from Jill's Ramona was surprised that Jill hadn't called her and like apologized for not being on the trip, which seems again, just like silly. If it's a, uh, if the trip is for your like vow renewal, why does your friend need to be there? Who's also your friend? Who's also not like really your friend? Cause it seems like she doesn't like Jill. It's weird. And so I guess she wanted Jill to call her and apologize for not being there. So she asked if anyone had heard from Jill. And then Kelly was like, oh, I've heard from her. Because, of course, we know Kelly called her the other night crying about how uh, Bethany is made of knives. And so they asked her, well, like, what did she say? Has she said anything? And they said the only thing that she said was she asked if Bethany was well. So then... Kelly goes off, starts ranting about nonsense, and at this point, like, Ramona kind of breaks the fourth wall and, like, looks at the camera and does, like, the cuckoo sign. Kelly keeps talking. It doesn't make any sense. So they kind of move on from there, get over the Jill thing, and then Ramona starts to toast Bethany, like, you know, for the night's dinner. She starts to apologize for some kind of altercation or something that happened on the Brooklyn Bridge, which if you are familiar with the show, maybe you know what I'm talking about. I have no idea. They didn't give me any context other than that, so I don't know. And so she's like, they're trying to like have a, you know, a moment of reconciliation. Like Ramona's trying to genuinely apologize to Bethany and Kelly's like obnoxiously commentating the whole time. And so Ramona gets up and she starts to go over to kind of like sit on Bethany's lap. Kind of like, you know, as girlfriends would do when you just like are joking around, that kind of thing. And Kelly's like, are you going to sit on her lap? Are you going to make out with tongue? Like being really obnoxious about it. So like Ramona gets irritated. And she tells her that she needs time out. And she's like, I don't want a time out. I want you to zip it. This is what she does. Like she tells people constantly all night long, this whole dinner party, like to just zip it. Super immature, really obnoxious. And so then Ramona is still on Bethany's lap being, you know, trying to apologize or whatever. And Kelly is still being really obnoxious. So then Kelly starts asking, like, oh, are you going to apologize for making her cry? And it doesn't, the thing that that also gets me is, like, none of this stuff sounds like, well, of course it's not. Like, she's not being sincere. She's not actually coming from a place of concern for anyone. It just sounds like she's trying to, like, stir up drama. And so, you know, Sonia and Alex are trying to get her to, like, quiet down like you don't need to be like this but she's just like no she made her cry like she told me about this time she made her cry and so Sonia even says like out loud she's like I can't diffuse her anymore like I was supposed to diffuse her I can't so Ramona and Bethany get up and they go to a hallway so that they can talk privately and Bethany is like super hyped because she was like I told you I told you she was like this I always said that she was like this, but no one believed me until now. And then Ramona is just complaining. She's like, yeah, she's like on one thing. And then she goes on to the next thing that you can't tell like what Kelly's actually talking about. 
And uh, Bethany even says, she's like, I think there's something wrong with her. And so, yeah, I start to, like, kind of look at it look out for that and I was just like is there something wrong with this woman like in this moment so we're back at the table and Sonia and Alex are just trying to explain uh to Kelly why Ramona and Bethany were getting annoyed because like she kept talking over them and Kelly is just like you know she's not getting it she's talking nonsense she's talking non sequiturs she says this thing that's like well this is like free to be you and me 1979 what does that mean does that mean something is that a saying I don't know. I don't think it means anything. Kelly tells Alex, like, oh, well, you have a lot of pent-up anger and anxiety, which I think she was trying to say that Alex looked really beautiful in front of the camera when she, like, let herself be vulnerable and let go, I think is what Kelly was getting at. But instead, she just basically said it, like, as an insult. Like, you just look like you have a lot of pent-up anger and anxiety, And so Alex says, well, to be quite honest, I was kind of afraid to get in front of your camera because I didn't know how you were going to act. I didn't know what was going to happen. And so Kelly is like, well, you were having nightmares about me. I was having nightmares about Bethany. And then Alex is like, well, let's not over-dramatize here. I didn't have nightmares about you. So yeah, Kelly kind of brings it back up that she had been having nightmares about Bethany, that she like threw up from anxiety the night before they were supposed to go on the vacation And she was like, well, I've just been thinking about how Bethany was going to try and kill me because she's tried to kill me so many times in the past. And she actually says that, like, completely, sincerely, Bethany has tried to kill her. So at this point, I'm, like, wondering if Kelly is actually having a schizophrenic episode. I read this book, or I listened to an audiobook, depending on, like, your definition of reading, uh, not too long ago. And it was called, uh, I forgot exactly what it was called, The Center Will Not Hold, I think. Maybe I should check that out. The Center. Yeah, The Center Will Not Hold by Ellen Sachs. Elon Sachs? Elon or Ellen Sachs. The Center Cannot Hold by Elon Sachs. Sorry. Um, Anyway, it's like a memoir of this woman who has schizophrenia and who had all kinds of schizophrenic episodes and wrote like when she was, you know, writing from the perspective of being there, she could actually draw upon her thought patterns and the types of like non sequiturs she would say and the types of like circular thinking and logic and reasoning that she would like have like in her like the depth of her schizophrenic episodes and like that seriously like everything that kelly was saying seriously reminded me of that book like it seriously made me think that she was like actually having a schizophrenic like break from reality Although Alex is, or although uh, Kelly is saying this stuff about like how she thinks Bethany is literally going to kill her, they're like, let's rewind the fact that Alex thought that uh, she was, you know, she was afraid to get in front of your camera. And so Kelly's like, well, that's your problem. And Alex is just like, well, you know, there are times when you seem normal and then you seem to like go a little bit crazy and go on the attack. Like every single moment of this trip, maybe? Bethany and Ramona come back and they like are trying to ask what's going on like where the conversation has gone with Kelly. Sonia says that she doesn't even know it's so hard to follow the conversation. Kelly's going off on another tangent and like Alex tries to say something to her and she tells Alex to zip it and so like everyone's like stop it with the zip it like you're being rude and then she's this is her response like I wrote this stuff down because I really want to like make it clear she's talking complete nonsense. Her response to that was, because I'm like, encyclopedia, it's time. What does that mean? That doesn't mean anything. Encyclopedia, it's time? I don't know. Okay, so Bethany's like, all right, go on. Like, whatever you're trying to say, just just say it. So Kelly tries to tell this story. She's speaking in sentence fragments, but there was something that upset her. They were at a party. And then Alex had apparently said something to Jill at that party. Um, and I, I insulted Jill, so Kelly took it personally. I couldn't really tell what she was trying to say. But she did say that Alex's makeup was, like, scary because she had, like, a white face and, like, black eye makeup and said it looked like kabuki makeup. Said she was channeling a vampire. It's It's weird. Like, it doesn't make any sense, like, why she's all of a sudden saying this to Alex. Alex hadn't really done anything to her the whole night. Like, she hadn't even really interacted with her. But, of course, like, Alex gets fed up listening to her, and she kind of gets up to leave. 
and Ramona and Bethany go with her just because like they can't handle it. So Sonia's just like, oh, so I'm here with you. Like I'm here with Kelly and I get stuck here. And so it seems like Sonia's like kind of trying to explain to Kelly like why she's offending everyone and you know tells her like you'll do this nice thing, this wonderful thing, like take us down to the beach and give us photo shoots and then it all gets erased when you make these kinds of comments like you know someone's evil and channeling a vampire with kabuki makeup and kelly just of course isn't getting it and so inside um bethany is just like super excited because everyone finally sees that kelly's crazy and she's like this is the best dinner party i've ever had because the lunatic finally came out and now everyone believes me and so we, we get another scene, um, or we cut back rather, just to Kelly outside with Sonia, and she's Kelly is just crying because Bethany supposedly went after her in the press. Um, she also accuses Bethany of, as like going after her children in the press as well. Um, and then she starts like crying, like, and she called you a hooker. So that was like that, just like very offhand one second comment about Sonia worked in a restaurant, and Bethany's like, what is a hooker? And so Sonia's like, oh, I thought that was funny. And Kelly's just like, I didn't, and starts, like, crying. Here's the thing. You can't be offended on someone else's behalf if that person does not take offense to it. If I don't want to, like, make this an absolute thing because, you know, I do think that there is something to be said for, like, standing up for what's right. And maybe if you're in a group of people, like, who wouldn't necessarily get offended at something, but there are, like, other people of the same identity who would, like, yeah, there's something to be said for, like, standing up regardless. But if someone is just saying something about one person or, like, making a joke at a person's expense and that person, like, thinks it's funny and doesn't have a problem with it, you can't get mad. Because, like, the butt of the joke, if the butt of the joke is fine with it, then you just need to be fine with it. So the other three come back out, and Kelly says that she wants, like, she wants to tell Bethany the truth, and then Bethany's like, yeah, I want to hear the truth. I want to hear your truth. And so she does, like, the little, you can't handle the truth. I can handle Like, she's like, I can handle the truth. So, okay. I've never seen that movie. The, like, the truth, you can't handle the truth. I don't know who says that quote. Some recap, episode recap that I read online says that it was Jack Nicholson. So I'm going to say it's a Jack Nicholson quote. If I'm wrong, don't blame me. Blame Vulture. Anyway, I know that... I know who did not say that quote, and that's Al Sharpton. Because after Bethany's like, you can't handle the truth, Kelly's like, oh my god, Al Sharpton, you're Al Sharpton. So what? I guess she thought that she was quoting Al Sharpton. It was strange, you guys. That was that was really weird. So they all kind of were just like, the rest of the women are just like, okay, like, whatever. So Bethany, you know, says to her, like, I never went to the press. Like, I never said anything about you. Like, if you ended up in the press, like, that's not on me. Sonia's like, yeah, there's really no, like, proof or evidence of what you're saying. So Kelly says that she's going to leave. She says she's going to excuse herself and come back later and do shots. And then Sonia's like, oh, you you won't do shots because you always say you do shots and you never do. This girl does not need to do shots. Sonia, like, please don't encourage her to take alcohol, like, when she's already acting super unhinged. She does not need any more mind-altering substances. Okay, so, like, as she's about to leave, <laughs> I, I don't know how she gets into this, because she says she's about to leave, and she, like, excuses herself, but then she, like, whirls on Bethany again, and she's like, and what about when you attacked Gwyneth, my good friend Gwyneth? And Bethany just goes, who's Gwyneth? And Kelly's like, Paltrow? I don't I don't know if Gwyneth Paltrow is actually her friend but that's really funny so it's just like you attacked my good my good friend Gwyneth who's Gwyneth all right so Kelly leaves and like as she leaves she like we see a shot of her like running down the hallway and then she comes back immediately or immediately via the magic of tv editing I don't know how long it actually took but it seems like she comes back immediately and she has like a bag of candy and is eating jelly beans and so the other girls are kind of just talking about like what is even going on right now (laughs) like what's going on with Kelly they're kind of half talking to Kelly half kind of talking about her as if she's like not even there but Bethany is like starting to get like really fed up with the situation and like calling her crazy to her face um and Kelly's like well yeah it's because I don't like you and Bethany's like yeah but that's not an illness because she seriously is acting super unhinged 
So then Kelly starts going into how um, how Bethany's dad had passed away and how, like, she thinks that's super creepy that she, like, went on the trip. I don't know how, like, recent prior to the trip her dad did pass away. I don't know if it was, like, the day of or whatever. But if she already had the trip, pl- like, the trip planned and, you know, say the funeral isn't happening for a few days, like, you might as well just go on your trip. Like, if you're going to have to deal with, like, that stress of, like, you know, planning a funeral of a parent and just like all that horrible stuff that like goes into it you might as well like go on a relaxing Caribbean vacation in the interim to like I don't know have like a little moment of levity and peace but Kelly took that really personally and thought it was super inappropriate calls it creepy um Ramona tries to come to Bethany's defense and she's like hey some people do that you know I went away the weekend my mother died and she like tries to say like my mother passed away on a Friday and I don't know if she's gonna say like and I went away on Saturday or I went away on Sunday because Kelly like cuts her off and she's like never tell anyone that Ramona (laughs) so that kind of was funny like just because she likes Ramona so she wasn't gonna call her creepy for like having done that but she's just like never tell anyone that and so then Sonia's like, okay, Kelly's crazy. The four of us are saying we need to stop picking on her. Like, we're picking on a crazy person. And then Kelly tells Bethany finally, like, she's been telling everyone this entire episode that she threw up the night before she came, that she had nightmares that Bethany was going to kill her. It's Ke- Sonia's saying that Kelly is really paranoid. Yeah, and at this point, like, Bethany just loses it and starts yelling at her. And so she yells at her. She's like, go to sleep! Go to sleep! Which I just, like, love. Because Kelly needs to go to sleep. Because if she's not on drugs and she doesn't have a mental illness, then, like, the only thing that would explain this is extreme sleep deprivation because she is acting, like, insane. But it's super funny. Like, as Bethany, like, yells at her, like, go to sleep, go to sleep, you're crazy, Kelly pulls, like, this really intense, like, sour face again and she has, like, the the bag of jelly beans in her hand and she just is, like, hmm, and, like, has that, like, I don't know, a sour expression. It's kind of funny. And so Sonia, like, is trying to get Bethany to calm down and stop yelling at her. Sonia has, like, a little talking head saying, like, Kelly is crazy, but we need to protect her in this moment. I don't know. Sonia seems like she's really empathetic, so I appreciate that because, I don't know, I'm, I'm a pretty empathetic person, but I found Kelly, like, very, very trying to, like, watch and listen to this episode. So I don't know, like, if I was necessarily there in that moment, if I would be able to have that same amount of, like, empathy for her. So Bethany calms down. She says that she's like not going to attack her anymore. You know, she tells her like, I I did get frustrated. I started screaming, but I'm going to stop. All of the rest of the ladies kind of calm down. Kelly has more nonsense that she says. She says this thing like, you think I don't listen? I just don't like the chatter. In my defense, that's what makes people crazy about me. In my defense, that's what make people. That's what makes people crazy about me. It just makes no sense. Like it's all just non sequitur after non sequitur. Everyone just ignores that because they're like, "What can we say?" Like she's not making any sense. Like we just have to stop this. So they they just realize that it's pointless to engage. And then out of nowhere, like a glass of wine appears in Ramona's hand and she starts like waving it around like she's casting a spell and she just keeps repeating like, good things for everyone, good things for everyone, good things for everyone. Like it seriously sounds like an incantation or something. So they all like make a toast. Kelly and Sonia clink. And so then Bethany um, says like, okay, yeah, we should all cool it. And so then like Kelly, after Bethany says that, Kelly says, good things for everyone thank you so much and then Bethany like very sincerely goes you're welcome (laughs) which just like tickled me because it seemed like Kelly was again trying to get a rise out of her but like at that point everyone realized that yeah you just can't engage with this so that's it that's the end of scary island they were all kind of able to like calm down and diffuse the situation but whew that was uh that was wild I don't know between this week and last week I can't tell you which my favorite crazy dinner party was because they both have like different flavors of insanity but I will say that I watched this one like a lot more than I watched the dinner party from hell so I feel like this has a very uh a special place in my heart now all right so let's do a where are they now so we'll start with our girl Bethany our main lady So she left the show after season three to focus on some of her other projects. So she had her Bethany Ever After show, like her skinny girl lifestyle brand, 
But she came back in season seven and has had been a main character ever since. She did have a talk show called Bethany um, from 2013 to 2014. So it was, you know, kind of short-lived. She has a few, like, self-help slash diet books, which is where Skinny Girl originally came from, was um, part of her diet book and then kind of evolved into her whole brand. She has a novel called Skinny Dipping. So I guess shout out to her for the consistent branding. And she also has a foundation called the Be Strong Program to help women in crisis. She married uh, Jason Hoppy, who was her fiancé as of the Scary Island episode. Uh, married him in 2010, filed for divorce in 2013, and then her divorce was finalized in 2016, so she's no longer married. Um, she has one daughter from her relationship with uh, Jason named Bryn. She was also born in 2010, a few months after they got married. She had a guest appearance on Shark Tank. She was a guest shark, so that's kind of cool. Apparently, she was very well received on Shark Tank, so that's nifty. And the only other kind of interesting thing that I found about her when I did the, like, where are we now research. Um, So her jawline, if you're, you know, a Bethany fan, you might keep up with her uh, her looks and have noticed that maybe her rather distinctive jawline has changed. Um, That's apparently due to getting Botox to help relax the muscles that, like, are in her jaw. She apparently has, like, chronic teeth grinding issues so much that, like, the muscles had, like, been built up. It It was, like basically working out your jaw muscles grinding your teeth like that every single night so the botox helps relax it and that's kind of softened up the shape of her jawline i wonder if i need to look into that because i grind my teeth like nobody's business and i really need to get a night guard but yeah i know that that's an option now kelly ben simone uh she left after the fourth season although she did appear as a guest um in season six and seven She's had a few jewelry lines, done some magazine covers like Shape, Avenue, and New York Family, where she was on with her daughters. She also has published a few books, something called In the Spirit of the Hamptons. I don't know what that is. A book called I Can Make You Hot, which is like a diet book, and a couple of novels. I don't think Kelly Ben Simone actually writes novels. I feel like she is a ghostwriter. What do you guys think? Anyway... As of March 2018, so a year ago, she began working as a real estate agent for Warburg Realty in New York City. So that's what Kelly's been up to. Um, Ramona Singer is still on The Real Housewives. She got divorced from Mario in 2015. Apparently he cheated on her, so that kind of sucks. She published a book in 2015 called Life on the Ramona Coaster. Cute name. Uh, She had, like, wines, Ramona Pinot Grigio, Ramona Red. She also has a skincare line, Ageless by Ramona. Maybe I should look into that. I'm super into skincare stuff. Maybe her skincare is really great. I doubt it. Sonia Morgan is also still on the show. In 2015, she launched uh, Sonia Morgan New York, her signature fashion line. She launched that during New York Fall Fashion Week, so that's kind of cool. She also has an alcohol line. They all have alcohols. (laughs) So she has Tipsy Girl, which is... Prosecco and Sparkling Rosé. She has a shoe line, a line of affordably priced clothing because her Sonia Morgan New York, of course, is hella expensive. Um, She has a perfume line. She also does charity work and she's done um, singing and acting and she uh, has also done an off-Broadway play, so that's kind of cool. And the last lady, um, because we're not going to do Luann and Jill because we barely touched on them, so I don't care where they are now. (laughs) Sorry about it. So the last person that I cared about, um, Alex McCord. So she left the show in season four. And actually, she apparently moved to Australia with her family in 2014. Got her BA in psychology. And she works as a client advocate for like a nursing home group. So she totally left the housewives lifestyle just like completely behind. I mean, I'm sure she like lives well and like, you know, lives fancy in her cute little Australian home. But yeah, she's like not a reality TV star anymore. She doesn't want any part of that. So, does it hold up, slash, is it worth a watch, slash, rewatch, I guess? Um, I say yes. I watched this episode completely without context, and I was, like, super entertained. So maybe you can just kind of, like, dive in at any moment in the Real Housewives franchise and, like, get something out of it. I think, of course, it's better to, like, watch a season and, like, get to know the cast members and the different housewives and stuff, but... I really enjoyed the episode. I really enjoyed my time with the Real Housewives. I gotta say, like, I'm, I'm gonna have to come back to this kind of soon. Um, I actually think I'm going to be watching season two of Beverly Hills. Like, maybe just I'll get off 
the mic and go binge watch it or something now because I was re-listening to an episode of a podcast that I um, enjoy called The Smush Room. And it talks about celebrity and reality star like hookups and things like that. And so it was an episode on Bethany Frankel. No, actually, I'm sorry. It was an episode on Taylor Armstrong from Beverly Hills. And they referenced the second season of Beverly Hills. And they talked about how it was like an amazing season of reality TV. And that like every episode was like Scary Island because Taylor was going through so much like issues with like her marriage and the abuse that she was going through which is dark and sad but like uh, I'm kind of morbid I'm, I'm very morbid and kind of sick so I want to see it like I want to watch it so I think I'm going to go back and rewatch or go back and watch season two of Beverly Hills even though we're done with the housewives for now on this podcast next week if all goes according to plan I think we will have our very first guest on the podcast I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited about the show we're doing next week. So you will learn more then. But that's about it for this episode. So thank you all for joining me again. I hope you enjoyed um, our dip into the waters of Bravo. I think we will be back soon, if not for the Housewives franchise. Well, there's plenty else in there that we can enjoy. Uh, If you like this podcast, please give it a five-star rating and a nice review on Apple Podcasts or Google, Stitcher, Spotify. I don't think you can leave reviews on Spotify. Wherever else, skywrite it, send up smoke signals, I don't care, tell a friend. Um, You can find me on Facebook at Snapback to Reality Podcast, on Instagram at Snapback to Reality Pod, or you can send me an email at snapbackpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, bye!